The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, of course, the big thing in gun stuff today is going to be the shooter at the Joel Osteen Church. I hope I pronounced his name right. And I found some information about her, which I don't really want to say her name. I wouldn't say her name. She doesn't deserve the recognition. Right. Well, she's dead, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) DRT, thanks to two off-duty officers. That's right. A 28-year-old and a 38-year-old. Best thing you can do to these type of people is send them to the celestial dirt naps. Well, right, exactly. Save the taxpayers a bunch of money because, you know, Mm. why do you want to support them for years? Yeah. If you're uh, going to put them in prison, that's ridiculous. And the Democrats will just let them go anyway. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What about the guy? Was the guy in New York who got let go for some kind of... Gun crime or something, and they just—he was an illegal alien. They just let him go. Oh yeah, and they, he came the, out flipping the, everybody off. The ones who attacked the police officers attacked police officers. They let him go, and you and wonder they why out. they can't get enough police officers to do the jobs. Yeah, and then they came out flipping, uh, flipping off everybody. Yeah, like here, we don't care about your country, the country that's supposed to. Now, be why should they behave any differently though? Uh, They're given this. This is encouraging to them. So, and other people who see this will go, you know. It's okay to do this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so this lady, right. the lady who did the shooting in Texas. You mean the shooting that the media doesn't want to cover? Well, I don't know why. I mean. I can tell you why. It's easy. I mean, she had anti-Semitic <laughs> uh, things on her social yeah, media. All over social media. And they said, okay, well, that's, but there's a reason behind that. Apparently, her soon-to-be ex-husband's battle, yeah. mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law was it's, uh, a rabbi. It's still not a reason <laughs> to hate Jews. Well, if you hate your mother-in-law and she happens she, to be Jewish, I could see the relation but, uh, there. Right, but it, it, it goes beyond that. She, and they're trying to say that she legally purchased a gun a few months ago. How? She was under mental... Now, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give yeah. you the rundown. Okay, in 2005, yeah. failure to stop and give information, sentenced to 20 days in Harris County Jail. 2009, bodily injury, sentenced to 180 days in Harris County Jail for kicking a detention officer. 2010, forgery, sentenced to two days, trying to counterfeit a $100 bill. <laughs> wow. 2010, again, sentenced for 30 days for stealing hats and makeup. <laughs> Okay, and then 2010. This is the trans who wants to be a dude. I guess she just. I don't know if it was a trans or not. uh, She used used aliases that were men and women aliases. But she never, they never said she dressed as a trans or anything like that. No, I heard that she 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 did identify as a trans man. Oh, did she? She has done it in the past. Oh, okay. Well. No, they, they know. That's the thing, and you may have this here, Roger. I mean, she was known to have mental issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. And then let's see. Uh, okay, sentenced to 75 days in Harris County Jail. She evaded that sentence. Fort Bend County, unlawful carrying of a weapon, still an active case. And this is from 2022, and they haven't finished this case wow. yet. So she's under well, an investigation so, or under a prosecution for carrying an illegal weapon, and she was so, able to buy a weapon? So she was under investigation already for illegal carrying a weapon, and they couldn't close that case in two years? And now she's able to buy another weapon. You know weapon. why? Because they're too busy going after made-up white supremacy. That's right. Why. I mean, 
and now it's just this is. I mean, she has, and she ha- was detained for mental illness evaluation. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have the year of that one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it was, I, I saw that. I don't remember the year either. But the fact, but it was is, there. Yeah. The she, fact is, she was detained, and and you wanna you wanna go after innocent Americans, innocent citizens with red flag laws. Well, here you go. Here's one right even, here. Yeah. Not even I mean, doing it. <laughs> Now, granted, it's in Texas, so the red flag laws are probably... You don't even need a red flag law, though, which I think are... I I can't stand the idea of the red flag laws. You don't need that mess. When you've got a... Well, you know what's funny about red flag laws? Red flag laws. Okay. They rely on profiling. Mm -hmm. But yet, Democrats hate profiling. But yet, you want to profile people in certain cases, but not in other cases. Right. It's like, make up your mind. They only want to profile a Second Amendment law-abiding citizen. Right. Exactly. That seems so silly. Now, she was also diagnosed with schizophrenia. No, that was her husband was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And uh, she had lupus, but it stopped taking her medication and became pregnant. And the kid she dragged into the church with her was her son. Yeah, I know. There's, that's awful. And he was born apparently with drugs in his system because <laughs> she was busted. On, there were some marijuana charges well, in now, there, too. It's just Now, because of her, he has a bullet in his head. Yeah, he may or may not survive. But that's you know awful. what? I blame her for that. Of course. I mean, because there's people saying, oh, she, the officer shouldn't have shot if and, she had the kid with her. And I blame Democrat rhetoric for a lot of this. She used a Hamas tactic. She put yeah. a Palestine, free Palestine sticker on the gun. She's got all this Hamas rhetoric crap in her head. And, and so her social media, her, yeah. And all, yeah, she takes her son and uses him as a human shield. She actively did that. I mean, that's... Oh. Yeah, it's just... Oh. I mean, she has a huge record of, of all these violence, assaults, and stealing, and weapons, carrying weapons that she wasn't supposed to carry. Now, I don't know. I believe she was from Central America. What's El Salvador, I, have that I believe. I really, believe yeah. Salvador, now, yeah. I'd be curious to know if she was here legally or not. I don't know. I, they I didn't not get into that. They're not yeah. going to give that information easily. Yes, they don't want to give that information. Because if, they, if it comes out it. that she's Ill- illegal, yeah. oh, that yeah. would just I change mean, the whole rhetoric. But imagine that. Imagine that. But, I mean, basically, she was mentally ill. Not a, not, she should not have been able to purchase a gun yeah. in this country for yep. at least the reason that she was detained for mental because illness. Because mental illness. You know, there's supposed to be a federal system. If you go under watch for mental illness and go into a gun shop, when they do the background check, it, sh- it should show up. to come up under mental evaluation. And do not had, sell. She had all these prior convictions on all these... Uh, other things. But you know, Roger, when you look. So they found two weapons in a car during a traffic stop. She served two right. days in jail and authorities destroyed the guns. Well, of course. Ooh. But yet they let her buy a new one. No so problem. So destroying the gun, the inanimate object, but doing nothing to the actual person who's going to commit the Or crime. not prevent her from buying another one. Unbelievable. What? Well, Roger, the- if you look at the history of, of these criminals who get guns and shoot people, and the failure of the federal government to to stop the, who There are laws in place. If they just had to follow them, they wouldn't have been able to get the guns that they got. But you won't hear about it. But now still, I mean, granted, it. it was a rifle. But she didn't kill anybody with it. Mm-hmm. So they said she fired approximately 30 rounds. Probably didn't know how to reload. But, <laughs> but you know what? I will tell you this. Deaths from rifles in the United States from 2021 to 2022 went up by 25%. Hmm. But you know, but you know, but let me tell you, <clears throat> the deaths went from 431 to 542. <laughs> right. That's in a year of all people killed by all rifles in any situation: hunting accidents, suicide, yeah, yeah, yeah. murders, whatever. 
500. More people die from, you know, misdiagnosis on the internet every day than right. do from they rifle do shootings. Rifles. It's just, it's, and they're trying, it's funny because, you know, most people who die from gunshot wounds are suicides. Over 50% mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. They'll never tell and you. And most of them are handguns. But yet, why are yeah. these so-called assault rifles so dangerous to these people? Is it because they can get people to, Fall into line and and see their point of view because they look so so because a certain way. Roger, with good law-abiding citizens that have nice, wonderful, long-barrel rifles, uh, it makes the government nervous. That's right, because then tyranny is harder to push on people yeah. when you can't disarm them first. Yep. I mean, what? Every dictator in history who has ever taken over a country, one of the first things they do is pass gun control better, legislation and disarm way, the citizens. A better way to word that is any any dictator, tyrannical, authoritarian nut job that has taken down a country did so by first taking edu- taking over education and taking the weapons from the people. Yep, because they don't want people to be armed if they're going to rule over them with an iron fist. Yep. You know, they don't want people to be... If they're going to take their freedom, they don't want them to be able to fight back for it. Yeah. That's plain and And it's in history time and time and time oh, again. Oh, oh, and yeah. yet people just go, oh, no, it's you different You know what now. happens when you don't learn from history, Roger. Yeah, you're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, the, you know what happens if you do learn from history? You're bound to watch others repeat it. Watch others repeat it. <laughs> you're gonna, and you're going to be face-palming the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you idiots. This yeah. has happened before. No, it was different then. No, oh, it's the no, same thing. I, that's, that should I, be the mantra of the Democrats. Oh, no, but this is different. Yeah, we're going to do it differently this time. We're, we're going to really do it this time. We just didn't put enough money into it last yeah. time. We just didn't steal enough of the people's money. Or, oh, we just didn't do it right. Oh, they didn't. Oh. Yeah, but this lady was just, I mean, they're saying she was a lone wolf and not part of a larger group. She threatened to have a bomb when she went in there. The problem. They found no evidence that, of that. You know, lone wolf or not, I, I, who cares? The problem is are the the the. The other mentally unstable people that were going to look at this, that listen to this rhetoric coming out of coming out of these electric Democrats squad people who are supporting Hamas and standing with Hamas, that kind of rhetoric is going to get into the heads of these people. And now these people saw this girl do They'll it. They'll think that they have a, a gonna, way to do that too. They have a way to do it, or they're going to feel, oh, I have a calling to do it. And the problem with this is, is you've got actual terrorist cells in our country because of our open border, and they're just sitting back going, well, they're just going to prime it up for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got these, was, I, mean, it's, I saw oh. this guy where a reporter was talking to immigrants, I call them immigrants, illegal aliens as they were coming into the country, and they asked them who they're going to vote for. <laughs> and they all said Democrat. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden, <laughs> Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Because they know the Democrats will let you know, them come in and do stuff. You know it's what's crazy. crazy, though? The illegals that have been here for a while, the ones who are here working, the guys standing out at Home Depot – a lot of them, if not most of them, would tell you Trump. Yeah, they because love Trump. Well, Trump, things were better <laughs> under had him. Work under Donald Trump when the economy was booming. That yeah. gave them employment, also. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, look, Lugs, I make no bones about it. I know a lot of these illegals, um, and that that do construction work and cleaning work and masonry. They do all these things. They had work. They had so much work under Donald Trump that they were giddy. And that's why if you talk to a lot of the, 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 yeah, the ones who've the been ones here have seen the here? difference between yeah. Trump and Biden, they and know. Which is, which is why I, I should, you know, Roger, what I've been saying every week is every person who's going to go to the polls in November, they know things are better under Trump. They were, they all lived under Trump. Right, right. Exactly. I should amend that to every voter and illegal. 
who was on, who lived here under Trump's years. Every, yeah, you know, you know. I mean, it's hard. I mean, he had the highest unemployment rate among women, among African Americans, every group, Hispanic. lowest unemployment yeah. rate in almost fifty there years. There were more illegals working than ever. I know, and it wasn't a problem because everybody much. else was employed it too. Really, because everybody else was employed. Yeah, I mean, the economy yeah. was booming because companies saw Trump's economy as. Yeah. A freedom and, to expand and become better and yep. do things better. And you didn't need two and three and four jobs and to I, make up for one. And I think they really thought that he was going to get elected again and the economy was going to continue because they were making plans for the future based on his economy. Oh, yeah. And then when well, it you, changed, you know, I think they just kind of stumbled, started pulling back on everything. Yep. All these countries started pulling back, doing things in other countries and not supporting this country. Mm-hmm. But why would they if this country doesn't support them? Yeah. And then, of course, what is the first thing Joe Biden does? He pushed back the Trump tax cuts. Yeah. And a lot of people go, oh, tax the rich. You go, it affected everybody in every yeah. range of salary. Your taxes went up. It's not just well, the rich people. Just wait till 2025. It's going to be if Trump's not reelected. In fact, he cut taxes for rich people less than he did for everybody else. Yeah. The yeah. percentage difference was yeah. bigger with everybody and, else, middle class, than it was for rich people. And honestly, it didn't go far enough. And I think No, I think he was he just trying to get have, what he could to start yeah. with. And I think he would go further. But like I said, if he's not reelected in 2025, every every uh, tax break that Trump gave is set to expire in 2025. Wow! I and, thought he uh, reeled them back already. No, he could. There's some he couldn't. You can't do it without legislation. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, so that's going to be uh, interesting. But to they're see. set to expire. But now I will say, Georgia is doing something good. They pa- they have passed a law where there is going to be an 11 day tax exempt holiday. For all guns purchased, Woo-hoo. guns, uh, accessories, scopes, any ammunition. This, I believe, it's going to be in October. I have the date somewhere. Yeah, right before Christmas. I know, right? So it's a Christmas, like a miracle. A Christmas, mi- a, a Christmas Kwanzaa miracle. <laughs> it's an absolute miracle. But uh, yeah, but just. I saw that and I was like, oh my god, way to go, Georgia! Now apparently, other states are looking at this as a possibility, also. Well, See if I even save that here. Well, hopefully we'll start a trend. But, yeah, wouldn't uh, that be nice? Boy, mark that in the calendar. Right. I'm I know that see. we I need to take get a trip in October, so we got to make sure that we don't take a trip during that week. It's eleven eleven day tax sales tax holiday for Georgia gun purchases. Woo-hoo. And this, according to the uh, focused on, I'm going to start shopping now. Yep, so they did. They passed. List. Okay, they filed legislation on January 11th. Guns, gun safes, accessories, and ammunition to be tax free for 11 days each year. Oh, so this is going to be recurring. Hopefully, that's awesome. How awesome is that? All right, that okay. Here make. we go. The second Friday of October to the fourth Monday of October yes. each year will be an 11 day sales tax holiday that's on glorious. gun scopes, ammunition, related accessories are exempt from state it sales. Truly tax. is a miracle. So. Wow. That's a Second Amendment push. Now, that's yeah. not, I did not expect Georgia yeah. to be that that's that well, good with their gun stuff. It's like I told you before, Georgia is a red state and became more of a red state. Um, but we were purple uh, there for a while. We had some he- Democrats oh, we going were. into heavy positions there. We were going there. in a horrible direction. But look, but of course, there's people, there conspiracy um, theorists out there saying that's because they cheated with the election. It's not a matter of that, unfortunately. There were some suspicious um, goings on there, during those vote yeah, counting. I mean, there always is. What is it? When they, they emptied the, the, biggest, ca- the counting building of everybody except but, a few people who continued to count. But as I as I've said before, though, when you look Joe Biden, when you look at the two senators we lost, 
it was because of the moronic rhetoric that came out of, and yes, I say it, uh, Trump's people and, yeah, and some mean, of the Republicans who's, who suppressed their own vote. When you look, they, they only won by, we're talking a thousand, few thousand, but the Democrats won by a mere few thousand votes. But there were half a million Republicans that stayed home and didn't vote. Cause they didn't That's like how you lose. That's right. You sit on your hands. I don't care. I don't much. want to hear any complaints if yeah. you didn't vote. I don't care. You can talk about fraud all you want. When half a million people don't vote, you And they lose, lose by less than 10,000 votes? Yeah. yeah. There you go right there. So, so I mean, that's, that's my, I don't have much sympathy. But if you don't vote, you can't complain. And that's a problem. That, that is a problem in Georgia is the establishment Republicans. If we could get rid of them somehow in Georgia. Right. Cause they're, they, they, great. well, because think <laughs> about it. All the foreign aid going out, they're getting kickbacks yeah. from every, yeah, I'd be willing to bet true. every congressperson, every senator is getting kickbacks from foreign aid bills well, you know in some it. way, you form or fashion. It. it would be nice if some reporter out there would, would dig into a, that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Follow but, the money because you know, you know that who, all these 22 Republicans that, that signed on for this, and it's going to die in the House, thank goodness. Oh, let's um, hope so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it will. Okay. It, in fact, Mike Johnson, the new speaker, even said, he goes, he don't even bother sending that bill. <laughs> Because he's not going yeah. to let it go to vote. That's good. Um, okay. So he yeah. – I mean the thing is unfortunately the only thing that would stop that is term limits. And yeah. the only people who can pass term limits <laughs> are the people are the Congress and the Senate. <laughs> so that's, that's – I mean it's, so, it's such a catch-22 there. We can't yeah. stop any of that. It, it's sad. But you're right, Roger. If you could follow the money, you know that if you're if you're voting to send billions of dollars to I don't care where – how much of that money comes back in the form of campaign donations? Of course. I mean, how much of or it? Or just it, money into going into accounts or, in some places. Yeah. Like you know, Hunter Biden. The big man's got to get his cut, right? <laughs> 10%. 10% Joe. Oh, and it's, and they know this and people don't care. They, I, it's amazing. They investigated Trump for years. Yeah. Now they did find a bottle of Russian dressing in his refrigerator in Mar-a-Lago. Damn it. So they found the collusion they, they were looking for with the Russians. That's right. Bad dressing. That's right. Russian dressing. There's the Russian connection. <laughs> but the fact uh, that Biden was doing everything they were accusing Trump of doing, and nobody cared even when they could prove it. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's just everybody is so brainwashed. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of the movie, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I mean, it was freaking, not a manual. Freaking Democrats are using it as a blueprint. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you see stuff in there and you're going, oh, my God, that's happening now. Why are these people not seeing this? It was supposed to be a comedy. It was not supposed to be a, uh, an instruction manual. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's why, exactly what the Democrats Why are you watering the plants with Brondo? Because it's got electrolytes. <laughs> what are electrolytes? It's what plants crave. It's what plants crave. How do you know? Because they're electrolytes. <laughs> oh my God, that circular discussion it, just killed me. <laughs> that, that, Roger, what you just demonstrated there is pretty much every argument the Democrats have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think it's time for a break. Is it time for a break? Oh, I'm sorry, we'll have to take a break and come back right after this. <laughs> On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. 
The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand and take back our country. Attention veterans, America's Web Radio has a contest just for you. We are giving away an AR-15 style weapon to a lucky veteran. If you are a veteran or active duty, you can enter for a chance to win by submitting an entry form at americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. That's americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. Please read the official rules for more information. Good luck, and thank you for listening. Attention veterans with PTSD. If you can't sleep at night, listen to A Veteran's Place, hosted by Dr. Don Moeller, at 10 a.m., every Thursday, for your answer to sleeping, here on the Veteran's Station, owned by a vet, with shows just for vets. AmericasWebRadio.com You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm back. This is Roger B. on Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Uh, right before we left for the break, we were talking a little bit about politics because On Point with Victor, Victor was here. So, And uh, that's one thing about politics that's interesting is that a lot of it, there's a lot of politics when it comes to guns because everybody thinks they can legislate guns out of existence. But fortunately, our founding fathers were smart enough, wise enough, determined enough to make sure that the attempts of the British to disarm them would not happen again. Unfortunately, these states are coming up and trying to push laws that violate constitutional rights, and they don't care. And it's it's crazy because now you have to go to court to defend rights that are clearly spelled out in the Constitution, that are already established in federal government, and these states are trying to make their own rules that violate constitutional rights. In Pennsylvania, they tried to pass a law where you have to be at least 21 to apply to purchase any type of weapon, shotgun, rifle, pistol, didn't matter. Even though the current federal law says you only have to be 18 to purchase a rifle or shotgun, they were trying to change that. And you can't do that. I mean, that's that's not, that violates, the, the federal law says 18 and up to purchase rifles and shotgun. But fortunately, there was a, in a court decision, they decided that that law was unconstitutional and Pennsylvania got shot down in that. So hopefully they'll abide by it and they'll allow the 18 to 20, 18 and 20 year olds, 18, 19, 20 year olds to purchase shotguns and rifles as intended by federal law. You know, the one thing that they're not considering with that is that a lot of 18 year olds are in the military. Right. And they're better trained than yeah, now some states are trying to pass exceptions. If you're honorably discharged or currently serving, you can buy whatever you want. But a lot of states don't have that. So these guys in the military who have rifles, pistols, whatever, they, they know how to shoot, they know gun safety, these are the guys they're denying purchase rights to. You know, it's it's ridiculous. They want you to serve and protect your country, but you're not allowed to have the rights. That's like if you think about it, I mean... These guys are not allowed to drink alcohol in the country either unless they're 21, but yet they're allowed to serve and defend their country. And they, there was a time they didn't want them voting. Right, exactly. How could you imagine serving a, serving your country in a military position and not being able to vote in your own country? That was, that was a horrible time. Now they finally did change that. 
And now they want to change it even further and let 15 and 16 year olds vote, which I think is completely ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. You know, unless you're in the military, which I don't think the minimum age is 17 now. It may even be 18. I'm not sure. For a while there it was 17. You could sign up in the military and that would give you voting rights. But it's just, it's so crazy. These people have such a double standard when they're trying to pass, especially when it comes to the guns that are a guaranteed right. It is not a privilege to carry a gun or to own a weapon. It is a right. Unlike drivers, like driving is a privilege. Every state issues you a license, which is fine because you have no right to drive on public roads. Now, if you want to drive on private roads, you can do that all you want with no license, no registration, no nothing. You don't need any legal obligation to drive on private roads. But most of the roads in this country are public roads, and you have to abide by those state laws to get your driver's license. And it's crazy because you can get a driver's license. You can drive in any state in the country with no hey, res- no restriction can, whatsoever. You can be illegal and get a driver's license. Yeah, especially California, New York, Illinois. They're issuing driver's licenses to millions of illegal aliens. And, of course, that pushes them one step closer to being able to vote once they have a driver's license. And I think that's all by design. They're trying to get more votes. They don't care where they come from, whether they're legal or not, because no illegals are supposed to be allowed to vote in federal elections. Now, state elections, that's up to each state to determine what they want. It seems kind of ridiculous to allow illegals to vote even in state elections, but states vary, and they can do that for state positions with no problem. That's legal. Well, it's because of all the illegal aliens and how much they've contributed tax-wise and all the other contributions they've made to their state are the United States baloney. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Be go, you know, when we build a wall, it's not saying don't come in. It's saying use the front door. Knock on the door. Don't climb through the window. Don't jump over the fence in the backyard and come into the house. Come through the front door. Come correct. You know, if you do that, now granted, our immigration procedure is somewhat convoluted and complicated and Trump was one of the ones who said, okay, you want to change this, then change it and I'll sign it. He agreed. He goes, if the immigration rules are not right, then change them. Change the rules. I'll sign it, and we can fix most of the immigration problems right there. That has a lot to do with it. And, of course, there's always a hint that these people are getting benefits in some states that they should not be getting over citizens. Well, right now, the federal government is giving the illegals benefits that they're taking away from veterans. Yeah, now that, that is... That pisses me off. Yeah, that's ridiculous to think that's even legal. And whether it is legal or not, it doesn't matter. Because the federal government is the ones in charge of enforcing it. And they only enforce... They selectively enforce the laws they want to enforce. Like I say, they'll go after the gun laws with with a vengeance. But yet the marijuana laws, the uh, border issues, the uh, illegal... Immigration issues, they don't want to enforce those, so they don't. I remember I was working in a place in a county here in Georgia at a shop, and one of the police came in. They'd come in from now to now. We'd give them coffee and stuff. And he was saying they stopped a van load of illegal aliens, so they called the Border Patrol guys or the immigration services, and they said, ah, it's not worth our time. Just let them go. He had a van. I think it was like 16 or 17 illegals in a van driving through the county there, and they're pulled over for some traffic violation. None of them could produce ID. They called the immigration 
and they said, nah, we're not going to bother with it. It's not worth our time. And they just had to let them go. They had no, no nothing else to prosecute them on. And basically, the counties can't prosecute with federal law. They have to have the feds do that, and the feds are ignoring it. Same thing with marijuana laws. Marijuana is still a controlled substance. Now, do I care whether you use it or not? I don't. It's up to you. As long as you're not driving under the influence of alcohol or any other drugs, do what you want. But it's still an illegal substance. It's a controlled substance. But yet the feds are ignoring all these states that are passing laws that allow them to have it, use it, sell it, transport it with no repercussions whatsoever. They're selectively not enforcing that law right now in any of the states that allow it. And Trump, again, was one of the ones who said, you know, you want to make it legal? Bring me the bill. I'll sign it. He was all for that. But I think the Democrats, the Democrats did not want him to be responsible for making marijuana legal in this country, (laughs) which, you know, eventually it's going to come to that. It's going that way now. Who's to say one drug is better than another? You know, you can have a beer, but you can't have a, you know, a THC gummy or something like that. It's a, you know, your drug should be your drug of choice, whatever it may be. But unfortunately, it was determined to be evil years and years and decades ago. So they decided to hold on to that. And it's, it's old fashioned thinking for sure. You know, to tell somebody what they can and can't do, as long as they're not affecting anybody else, do what you want. Get high, get drunk. Just don't get behind the wheel of a car on a, on a public road. You want to drive around your house on your farm roads? That's fine. Do what you want. You can be as drunk or stoned as you want to, and that's fine. But you get on a public road intoxicated, that's where I have a problem with drug use. Beyond that, do what you want. But the, it's funny because the government's selectively deciding to enforce certain laws. And other places, they're electing to ignore super, uh, court decisions that tell them they can't do that. Like in Chicago, they had a, uh, I think they call it PICO, the Protection Laws where people had to register their quote unquote military styled rifles. Well, no, it's assault rifles that are just military styled rifles. They had to register them. They had to get a FOID, which is a firearms owner identification card. And the court shot a lot of that stuff down. They said they could not enforce the PICO Act because it was unconstitutional. So what do they do? They modify it. They pass it and they start enforcing a slightly different version. That's the same exact thing they were doing before that the court ruled was unconstitutional and illegal, and they're still trying to put it through. The court, I mean, the states are just ignoring federal courts. And the federal courts are kind of, they're trying to do the right thing and enforce constitutional laws, but the states are just violating it left and right. And there's no enforcement mechanism for this. Who do you send in to fix this? You know, we have no national police force, so to speak, and you can't use military personnel against U.S. citizens Unless, of course, you know, you're going to violate the uh, the Constitution and do that. They're trying to say that the state of Texas, I think that thing is still going on with the border down in Texas. It's still a standoff between the governor and the federal authorities as to who has control of their border. Well, actually. Uh, or did they come to an agreement on that yet? I haven't seen anything new on that in a while. All the feds have to do is read the Constitution. It clearly states in the consti- in our constitution, right? The federal, yeah, the, the federal constitution that a state has a right to defend itself. Yeah, that's where that's where Governor Abbott got his authority from. Yeah, that's what he's claiming is his authority, and especially when the federal government won't do the job of enforcing border patrol, border control. That's their job. They're not doing it, 
So Governor Abbott, I guess, decided, you know what, you're not going to do it, I'll do it. And then I think so far 25 or 26 states have sent people down there to help him with his his uh, border control project. So well, you know, he's again, being supported by a lot of other states here. Again, it it's the Texas southern it's the Texas border, but it affects Everybody from Texas to the oh, yeah, Canadian cause, border. Because they spread out from there and go everywhere, which is, you know, if you want to come into the country, use the front door, streamline the immigration process. That's fine. But do it legally. Don't do it illegally. And then in New York, they're complaining they don't have enough room for anybody. They're full. And then they have a $52 million project to get illegal aliens uh, cards to be able to use to buy things with. Like uh, I guess they call them gift cards or credit cards or whatever. Yes, Pre- prepaid credit cards. Sixty-three million bucks. Yeah, prepaid cards to illegal aliens, and yet there's probably plenty of people in the United States who could use that kind of help right now. You know, with the economy the way it is now, with inflation the way it is, why are you giving this to people who are not even citizens? And all you people who are citizens. They're taking your tax money, charging you more tax money, and giving it to people who didn't work, who didn't earn it, who are not even citizens of this country. So when you go to the ballot box, look and see who stands for what. I'm not going to preach one party over the other. You do that on your own. Decide who, which party stands up for what you believe in. Do you want your money to go to other countries? you want your money to go to illegals? Then vote that way. If you don't, if you want it to stay here and work for you, or if you want to get a lower tax rate, keep more of your money from your paycheck, then vote that way. Do the research. Find out. I know it's not exciting. It's way more fun to follow football than it is to follow politics. But politics will affect your wallet. It will affect your rights. It will affect your right to own a weapon, to purchase ammunition. It will affect these rights, and you have to pay attention to this, even though it's not as exciting as watching professional sports. And big shout out to the, what, Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Yay for you. Taylor's team won. It's, in, in her rookie season, T- Taylor got to go to the Super Bowl and win. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> so that was, that was fun to see. And I heard a discussion today. Will she go to the White House with the team if they go, when they go to the White House to, as being congratulated for being the national football champions? They said she probably wouldn't go, but it would be up to the Chiefs whether they want to invite her or not. I mean, you can always have an extra billionaire around you. It wouldn't hurt anything. I had more fun watching her during the game than I did watching the game. So, But that's me. Thanks. Joe Blow wouldn't know what to do with her anyway. Well, no, he'd smell her hair. There you go. That's right, Mr. Biden. He'd sniff her hair and send her on her way or, you know, do whatever he does. As long as Jill wasn't there corralling him in. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's sad that he's actually in office because he doesn't even know he's there half the time. He's so unaware of what's happening to him. And it's sad that they pushed this guy into this position. But we'll see. I just don't think he's going to be there long enough to be on the ballot in November. I just, I'm wondering if he's going to be around long enough. I mean, he looks like he's, his health looks like it's failing fast. And I wonder if they can keep him alive long enough to let him be on a ballot in November. And if he's not on the ballot in November, is Kamala going to be the person they push to that next position? I know she's thinking. I I have a feeling she was thinking from the moment she accepted the nomination for VP that she was going to be the president in short time. And she never thought it would go this long. So, but again, 
you know, if they, he's trying to push all these gun laws into uh, effect when most of them are illegal. The worst thing is though with the pistol brace law, if you have a rifle caliber pistol, one of the most effective means to shoot it correctly is by using a pistol brace. And for 12 years, the BATF said, that's fine. You can use it. You can put it on your arm. You can put it on your shoulder. Put it anywhere you want. It doesn't change the function of the weapon in any way. It's legal. And then f- over the course of 12 years, approximately 40 million of these were sold, which gave us, you know, that's a lot of pistol braces out there. And more are being sold right now because the initial pistol brace rule got kicked back to the courts and they put a stay in place to keep them from enforcing it for now. Now, there was a 120-day period where you could register your pistol-braced weapon as a short-barreled rifle for free. Normally, it's a $200 tax stamp. But right now, the pistol braces are legal again. Companies are selling them. People are buying them. And there's no restriction on them once again. And it's been that way at least, I think, for around six months. And there's, oh, God, I wish I could remember the name of the groups. Um, FPC is one of them. They're a big gun rights organization. And uh, I think, uh, oh, what was the other one? I can't remember right now. But the NRA never got involved in this at all, which I thought was kind of strange. They're the largest lobbyist for gun rights, and yet they did not get involved into the pistol brace arena until much, much later. And they tried to latch on to one of the other lawsuits, but they weren't allowed to according to the courts. But when your country says something is legal for 12 years, you purchase it, and then all of a sudden you have to remove it and or destroy the weapon with no compensation whatsoever, that should be highly illegal. You know, it's just they're not giving you any compensation. You spent money in good faith thinking that this was legal, having paperwork from the BATF that says, yes, this is a legal device. You can own it. You can have it. You can use it. And then they change their minds in a policy change, and all of a sudden you're financially responsible for the destruction or removal and destruction of this particular device. Which is why probably the courts looked at it and said, no, that's going to cost too much to people who own them. It puts a financial burden on these companies. It puts a financial burden on the people who own them. So they put a stay in place. So right now, as of now, pistol braces are legal once again. And I'm really curious to see when the court case will come up, if they will try and push back hard enough on this, or if they go forward with it and try and ban them once again. And if they ban them once again, are they going to extend the period of grace that you can register these as short-barreled rifles? I mean, the number of registrations of things was astronomically low. They're guessing there's approximately 40 million of these things. I think there were a few hundred thousand that people attempted to register. Now, of that few hundred thousand, some of those are people who are actually trying to register short barrel rifles in the course of doing regular, you know, regular registrations and had nothing to do with the pistol brace. So the actual numbers had not really changed much from that. And there's a few who just wanted to go ahead and register, get the free stamp. And once you get a stamp for this, you can put whatever stock you want on it. It doesn't have to be a pistol brace anymore. It then automatically becomes a short barrel rifle. So this basically gave you free reign to register a short barrel rifle for free. And then, of course, there's other discussions as to whether the short barrel rifle should even be on a restricted list. Why is it singled out as being such an odd 
thing to have restricted. I mean, those restrictions were put in place in 1934, and the world has changed dramatically since then. It's like when anti-gun people will go off on the Constitution saying, yeah, well, when the Constitution was written, it was written about muskets. No, it was not. That's why it says arms. Arms includes weapons, ammunition, anything that has to do with guns, because some states were trying to pass ammunition tax, which was illegal because it violates the Second Amendment again. And most of those cases were shot down by courts to have a state levy their own separate tax on arms or, or ammunition was illegal. So, but a lot of these people, states were trying. It's like California. They finally got pushed back on their gun registry. They said, uh, I think it was St. Benitez, Judge Benitez said the micro stamping requirement was unreasonable and put an unreasonable financial burden on anybody trying to purchase one of these weapons. Now, California still wants to approve all these weapons. There's a few things. They have to have a chamber, a loaded chamber indicator, and they have to have some sort of safe action trigger or safety on them of some sort, which almost all weapons do. So that's not that uncommon. But the micro stamping requirement kept all these new weapons from being available in California. Basically, they were trying to have complete and total gun control by asking for a, an unreasonable or unattainable request from manufacturers. The manufacturers said, we can't do that. It, it's, it's too cost prohibitive and we can't even guarantee it would work even if we tried it. You know, there's been some experimentation with some of this stuff and they were able to get it to work some of the time, but it was so prohibitively expensive. No manufacturer ever offered a weapon for sale in California that would meet the micro stamping requirement. So there you go. And Judge Benitez pulled that back and now all these weapons that you used to not be able to get in California are submitting their pistols to the registry commission to look at it and make sure it has the safety features that California wants on handguns. And most of the other safety requirements are not unreasonable. They are within reason. Having a chamber load indicator, not that unreasonable. Most pistols have that anyway. Most rifles do not, but most pistols do. So that's not unreasonable because you want to be able to ideally feel that pistol in the dark and feel if you've got one in the chamber or not. Because if you have to rack the slide back not knowing whether there's one in the chamber or not, that's going to make a lot of noise, give away a position. If you're in a in a situation where the noise, where giving away a position would be a bad thing, you don't want to have to do that. So here we go. California should have an influx of handguns available that they've never had before. Now, they still have the magazine ban in place, even though it was... It was ruled against, and for seven days, they had a week's worth of freedom to be able to use any magazine they want. That's still pending, but it has not been ruled out. It's still in the, it's working its way through the courts now. And if that gets shot down in a federal court, that's going to mean all these other states with magazine restrictions are going to be in danger of having these pushed back and be able to use standard capacity magazines in any kind of gun you've got. And then assault rifle bans are coming under attack also. And a lot of the courts are ruling in favor of the constitutional rights, which is, I find that refreshing to see for a change because so many courts, so many judges are so anti-gun because they feel like it's their, their job to protect Americans from themselves, which is ridiculous. You know, you can't protect everybody from everything. I mean, more people die in alcohol-related instances than do people from gun instances, especially innocent people. 
But yet, what purpose? Okay, let's say, what purpose does having a gun provide? It provides protection for you, your family, your property. It provides, you know, uh, a way to to go hunting or uh, participate in shooting sports. There are advantages to it. Now, by that same token, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Of course, my friend says devil's avocado and say, <laughs> what advantages does alcohol have in our society? What does it do that can't be done by something else versus its disadvantages? Let's see, its advantages. I can't think of anything. It lowers your ability. It lowers your coordination. It lowers your ability to make sound judgments. It, uh, it can clean a wound, but that can be any kind of alcohol. It doesn't have to be drinkable alcohol. It doesn't have to be scotch. You can clean a wound with isopropyl alcohol just as easy as you can with a, with a shot of scotch. <laughs> now, it can numb your feelings. Sure, it can do that, but there are other things that can do that just as easily. So to me, I cannot think of any advantage having alcohol legal in, in this country where I can't think of any advantage to that. Now, granted, everyone's going to tell me there's millions of people who enjoy consuming alcohol every day without causing any kind of problems or or driving drunk or hurting their health by drinking too much. There's millions of people every day that do this. And I'm like, yep, entirely true. By that same token, there are millions upon millions of people in this country every day who use guns for sporting events, who use guns for self-protection and don't hurt anybody. So by that same instance, you're, you're making the same argument for people having guns. The thing is, the Constitution does not provide a right to be able to have alcohol and consume alcohol at your leisure. While it does provide a right to keep and bear arms without restriction, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's as clear as it can be. So there's one more story that you can tell people when it comes to gun rights in America, <clears throat> excuse me, in America, they're guaranteed by our most important document. Our most important document states the right to keep in arms shall not be infringed. <clears throat> and I don't know how many of me, many of you people need this explained, but shall not be infringed means it shall not be in, encumbered in any way by any kind of legal restriction. So there you go. No legal restriction should be placed on the ownership of weapons with the exception, of course, of people who are deemed not able to own weapons. And unfortunately, in this day and age, if you drink too much and you get in uh, drunk driving accidents, I don't believe your weapon rights are restricted unless you have to go to court and are put on probation. If you're put on legal probation, then your gun rights are restricted. But that's just something, you know, it's something that it ties into it a little bit. But most of the time, gun rights should not be restricted unless there's mental illness or unless there's some sort of um, violent past or restraining orders violated. Sure. Then certain I'm not saying everybody everywhere should be able to have a gun. There are people who should be restricted without a doubt, just like there should be people who should be restricted from having alcohol and certain drugs. Absolutely. Some people cannot look out for themselves. Now, of course, the government thinks none of us can look out for ourselves. They think they need to rule over us, tell us every single thing that's good, bad, or indifferent, and they need to determine what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. That's where I have a problem. They want to take care of, or 
I say take care. They want to rule their citizens from cradle to grave and make sure they're good citizens, hard workers, so they can pay their taxes and support the government, which is fine. The government provides a lot of things. We have roads. We have military. We have a bunch of agencies which protect us from from uh, companies that try and push bad products on it. We have agencies to protect our food, to make sure it's clean and safe to eat. There's a lot of good things the federal government does, no doubt about it. But for them to come on and restrict our rights to own weapons, that's a strict violation of the Second Amendment, clear as can be. And fortunately, it looks like in a lot of these court cases, some of the judges are pushing back a little bit or realizing, yeah, that's not constitutional. We can't in good conscience rule to allow that law to go into effect. It violates the federal law and it needs to be stopped. Hopefully all these court cases will come down, be ruled against, you know, all the laws that restrict arms and ammunition will be ruled against and all that will come back and people will have their freedom again in some of these states. Like I say, assault rifle bans are being questioned in a few states. Um, the micro-stamping ban in California finally reversed. So you Californians will probably start seeing a lot of guns that you haven't been able to see in the last almost 20 years, I believe, when they instituted the micro-stamping requirement. So that'll be that'll be good. You'll see some of the technology that's been coming out and some of the advantages that some of these pistol these new pistols have over some of these old ones. So it's a lot of nice stuff out there that you Californians can read about but haven't been able to see. And same thing in New York. If the if the assault rifle ban gets overturned in even one state as being unconstitutional, that's going to push, that's going to set precedent. It's going to push for the reprieve for all these other states that have them in place. Now, I don't know how automatic that's going to be, but once the press, if precedent is set, I think it's going to be a lot easier for these other judges to base decisions on precedents that are already set. If it comes down to that. And we just hope that Judge Benitez, or as they call him in in the west side of the country, St. Benitez, if he keeps ruling in favor of constitutional rights, in favor of individual rights, that'll be all I can ask of him. To keep doing what he's doing, rule in favor of the Constitution, that'll be the best thing that can happen for everybody. Get our constitutional rights restored. Because right now, too many states are trying to restrict them, and the federal government is not pushing back on these things that they don't believe in. It makes you wonder if the federal government even believes the Constitution is the law of the land. Or do they just, like I said before, they selectively enforce what they want to, and they don't enforce what they don't want to. It's equality under the law has lost all meaning, all meaning entirely. If they had equality under the law, everybody would get prosecuted under the same law, suffer the same penalties. And I say that with politicians in mind, because most politicians are considered exempt from prosecution in most cases to the full extent of the law. A lot of times they will lose status or stature in the Congress and the Senate. They will lose committee assignments, things like that. But they will never be prosecuted for the laws they actually broke. In fact, when a politician stands up and takes an oath to defend the Constitution against all attackers, foreign and domestic, and then they turn around and try and pass a law that directly violates constitutional rights, they are violating their oath of office. And that should be a much more enforced and stringent crime. 
That should be something that's pushed a lot harder. If you violate the oath of office, you need to be held accountable. You sat there and swore on a Bible you would endorse this document, you would hold this document up, you would support the laws that are put forth in the document, and then you turn around and violate what you just said. So not only are you a liar, but you're not doing your job. So I don't know how long it's going to take for people to push back on that. But every politician that tries to pass a law that violates the Second Amendment should be held accountable and and not be allowed to hold office as a violation of his oath. If you if they violate that oath, they should be put out of office right away. But no, politicians have this unique, I guess, situation of being protected even when they shouldn't be. When they violate the law, well, he's a politician, so it's okay. She's a politician. It's okay. They're allowed to violate the law. No, they are not. Equality under the law says everybody should be treated the same. Justice is blind. They should not have anybody, I guess, not being able to protect themselves and their rights against incorrigible politicians. <laughs> it's the only thing I can call them. I mean... And they have their agendas, too, and they violate the Constitution all the time, and nobody seems to care. Citizens don't care that their rights are being stripped away, being taken away, and their money, their tax money that they pay is being taken away, given to people who shouldn't be eligible eligible for it. Keep the money home. Like Trump said, America first. When we have every homeless person in this country sheltered, when we have every hungry person in this country fed, then we can go to other countries and help them. This is where media should be taking up the slack and shining the light on right. the illegals and the and what the congressmen are doing illegally or anybody's doing illegally. And right. you know instead they're being complicit. I tell you if I were a betting person <laughs> I've been known to place a bet here or there. I would bet today America's Web Radio is one of the few mediums that address the issue of Houston, that address the issue of of uh, states' rights. With the- right, exactly. I mean, states' rights are just being... They have the right, but they're extending these rights and violating federal law by extending the, the state's rights. They don't have the rights to do a lot of things they're doing now. And, you know, and this is where we're too small to make a difference or, you know, have but, people care. But if you're but, listening, you can help us get bigger. That's right. Follow us on Facebook. And you can uh, share the links to the shows. Most of the shows are put on Facebook. You can watch them later if you want. I think they're also on Rumble. We have a lot of shows rebroadcast. You can watch a rebroadcast there. Spotify, all of them. Oh, Spotify. And I think iTunes still has the – we still have iTunes rebroadcast there. So you can find America's Web Radio in a lot of different places. And if you like it, listen, send us a comment. America's Web Radio.com, uh, Roger at America's Web Radio.com. RGM. GM, General Manager. Tell me who it wants to go, who you want it to go to, and we'll see that they get that. Yeah, that's a good way. Email. GM at America's Web Radio.com. Send comments, criticism. You know, there's only one radio station in the country that has on point with Victor and 
locked and loaded with Roger B. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know if that's have, an advantage or not, but hey. We have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Forsberg that did an outstanding show yesterday. And he was in, he does Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And unlike, and this, this is something that pisses the hell out of me with our administration. Lieutenant Colonel Farsberg knows what he was, knows what he is talking about because he's been there, done that, worn the boots, and was there for Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And these would-be people, where have, you, where have we got our... Well, well wait, i got to back up. To have a lady that has never worn a uniform as a secretary of the Army is just absolutely absurd. Never worn any kind of a uniform other than maybe she was a waitress sometime or the other. Well, we have a bartender who's a congressperson, so, you know. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just ludicrous. And our, you know, our administration and our secretaries, most of them, have never worked in their field. And Austin is taking, you know, don't you think our enemies love this? He's taking off another couple of weeks. But he, he did tell the president, his boss, that he's going to be off for a few weeks. But we have no Secretary of Defense. Oh, and, well, they need to appoint somebody, don't they? So, or maybe we should just wait till November when Trump gets elected and he can appoint somebody. Oh. Like General Mattis. He was a great Secretary of Defense. Yep. He said you should always carry a pocket knife because you'll never know when you have to cut a cheesecake or stab somebody in the throat. <laughs> uh, but... You know, what we're dealing with today is just absolutely absurd. But I tell you what, what we got to deal with right now is saying goodbye. Oh, yes. Okay, I had a quick question I can answer. I'll have to get to it next week. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.